Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello, welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. You are listening to podcast episode number 66. Today, I want to talk to you about lifespan, but before we get started, I want to make a couple of announcements. One, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do so in your app. This helps other people get this information to them. It also helps you get the latest podcast each time that it's placed out. Next week, our podcast is going to be a special podcast. I'm interviewing one of my clients. And so you'll get to hear about what it's like to work with me and the results that you get to achieve when you work with me. So definitely stay tuned next week for that podcast. Lastly, I want to remind everybody for the holiday health fix that's coming up starting in November. It'll be the Monday before Thanksgiving that this uh, program starts. It will be a six-week program. It's research-based. It's to help you learn to control your blood sugars and learn the techniques that we use to reverse type 2 diabetes. Recognize the holiday season. Each holiday season, we get sicker and sicker. That's what research shows us. Research shows us that over the holiday season, we will get heavier, meaning we'll gain weight and our blood sugars will get worse. And in addition to that, our risk for heart disease and stroke increases substantially over the holiday season. And we, the research believes that it's related, of course, to the things that we eat, which makes tons of sense. Recognize if you are a type two diabetic, you are already at a substantially increased risk for a stroke and heart disease or death by heart disease. So really learning to get this under control is imperative, very important for you. And that's really what this six week program is aimed to do. Also recognize that the studies show that we will not undo the negative impacts that occur over the holiday season in the non-holiday months of the year. So what happens in the holiday season of 2020 will not be undone in January to November of 2021. That's what research shows us. So each holiday season, we're actually starting off progressively sicker than we did the year before. Again, this is what the six-week program is really aimed at helping people to prevent, to combat, and to learn how to do different, to really break that cycle. There's an online component. There is a um, online portal with training curriculum. There will be a weekly meeting um, online to uh, teach the foundations of the techniques that I teach my clients to reverse their type 2 diabetes. And then there will be twice weekly coaching sessions to coach you through these strategies so you can learn to make sustainable lifestyle changes. If that's something you're interested in, check out the information at www.delanemd.com forward slash HHF 2020. That's where you can find out all the information about the program and get signed up for the program. So let's dive into today's podcast topic. Today, I'm talking to you about longevity and lifespan. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I recently read a book, but I've also recently come across a number of podcasts talking about this topic. 
So the book that I read is a book by a researcher, Dr. David Sinclair. His book is called Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have to. So it discusses all sorts of things in this book. And I'm going to get to this book and then I'm going to touch briefly on a podcast that I recently listened to that had a lot of really great information and it also similar information. But Dr. Sinclair's book talks about all sorts of things, genes, genetics, epigenetics, and basically how his research has shown that there are what they call longevity genes. And how do we activate those longevity genes so that we can enhance our lifespan? He had four main things in this. He definitely has a lot of technologies that you can do or that they're researching to try to, again, turn on these longevity genes. And those technologies are, of course, not natural things. And this podcast is how to live a naturally healthy life. So I'm not sure that I'm on board for all of those technologies that he's researching. But what his research has shown is there were four things that people could do that were consistent with natural living to help improve their lifespan, to help improve their longevity. And I really wanted to touch on those four things. And then I also wanted to point out that those four things are also what I've heard in other research and other podcasts from different researchers about how to have longevity, how to increase your lifespan. And recognize we're not talking about being 60 years old and going into a nursing home for 25 years and dying at 85. And that being the longevity, we are talking about increasing the number of productive, healthy, functional years that you have on the planet. And Dr. Sinclair, actually the, the author of this book, he feels like the actual lifespan of the human being is not the 75 ish years, depending on which country you're looking at and their data for the human being. The actual lifespan for a human being is probably should be expected to be closer to 120 years. So we're really leaving 50-ish years on the table that we could like live longer, like 50 extra years longer and 50 extra years of quality life. Again, not just having a beating heart and a breathing lung. We could actually have 50 extra years of vitality and life ahead of us. Even when we think what I mean by ahead of us, ahead of us at age 75, and most people are like, oh, that's when I'm winding down, that's about the end of our life. So recognizing that that's what we're talking about. The four things that he says in his book that humans can do to live longer, number one, eat fewer calories. He said across the board, human beings overeat. In fact, we overconsume in general. He actually even feels like we overconsume water, um, which he got into um, the negative impacts, of course, of plastic in the environment is what he dug into briefly, not a ton. But in general, we overeat. And he, of course, promotes fasting, which I promote fasting. If you've listened to my podcast, there's plenty of mentions of intermittent fasting in a podcast entirely dedicated, a podcast episode entirely dedicated to intermittent fasting. I feel like intermittent fasting is brilliant. It does all sorts of wonderful things. You've heard me talk about autophagy and how important that is to health and um, preventing disease. Uh, Dr. Sinclair is on board. He says the same thing, eating fewer calories and Each day at our meals, we need less calories, but more importantly, that we all start to practice intermittent fasting, that this is something that's good for human beings' 
health. The second thing that he recommended was eating less animal, what he called animal-based aminos, really animal-based protein. He doesn't recommend a fully plant-based diet, but he definitely recommends consuming less meat and looking at meat as a condiment versus a main dish. So this is going to be a big switch for most Americans, right? Because we do look at meat as a primary part of our, like that's the main part of our meal is the meat component. And he is encouraging people to eat more plant-based foods and look at meat as a condiment when you do eat it. It is not something we need to be eating on a regular basis. He also recommends more exercise. We all know that. And it's basic getting your heart rates up. There's nothing fancy about the exercise, but definitely getting your heart rates up. That stimulates um, a couple of things. It does a couple of things in our body on a physiological level. It stimulates the production of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF. This is a peptide, a protein that's produced in our brain, and it's important in memory and learning and higher thinking. It helps with long-term memory and it stimulates new neuron production, which is something I think 20, 25 years ago, we didn't think was possible that you could make new neurons, but certainly our human bodies are much more spectacular than we probably give them credit for now or gave them credit for in the past. And this BDNF helps stimulate new neuron production. So it's also really helpful in combating neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, those kinds of things. And in addition to those benefits that the BDNF does recognize that exercise, that physical exercises, exercise increases that BDNF production by about threefold. So it's a pretty substantial increase. Also uh, getting more exercise helps you to burn off cortisol or your stress hormone. So that's another really important thing about exercise and why it's so important to get that. Um, And then lastly, this is kind of new information to me and Anybody who knows me personally, you're going to understand where I struggle with this, but this is like important. And I've heard it in many, many different sources have talked about this. He talks about stoking brown fat production. So increasing brown fat production. So brown fat is something we've all known exists in certain mammals, mammals, especially that are, um, subarctic or live in the ocean, they have more, a higher content of brown fat. And then when infants, when neonates, when babies are born, they have brown fat stored on their body. When you burn this brown fat, you tend to produce more heat. And what they're finding is if they, if we as human beings can stoke brown fat production, that we have health benefits associated with that, right? It used to, again, it used to be thought to only be available to the newborn, but we're showing, new studies are showing that brown fat is actually available throughout the human, throughout the mammal's lifespan. It was easier to pick up the, in the, with the technology that we had to detect brown fat, it was easier to pick up in the newborn because they had a higher concentration of it, but we have it throughout our lifespan. The benefits of brown fat include better glucose regulation, better insulin sensitivity. There's improvement in bone health and bone density. When brown fat is activated, it increases the production or the presence of a chemical called adiponectin, which again, helps regulate glucose regulation and insulin sensitivity, and it helps with weight reduction. And there's also improved cognitive function with increased levels of that adiponectin. So here's the thing. Here's what people who know me are going to be like, what? Say what? How do you increase? How do you stoke the production of brown fat? 
they have found that spending time outside of a thermoneutral zone will stoke the production of brown fat. So thermoneutral zones are the zones where the human being is comfortable. It's, you know, it's our uh, air conditioning, right? It's our environmental temperature control units. It's our HVAC units. For me, I don't use a lot of air conditioning, right? I don't set the AC. My AC is typically set around 80 because I don't like to be cold. And my heat in the winter is typically higher. In fact, most of the rooms in my house have a space heater in them because I don't like to be cold. Well, as God's little funny gift to me, what we have found that stokes brown fat is being outside of the thermoneutral zone and not in the warm side of the thermoneutral zone. We have found studies are showing that being cold is what increases the production of brown fat in the human being. So figuring ways to spend time in colder temperatures. And I'm pretty sure like the, what they're talking about is probably closer to the 40 to 45 degree zone than it is the 65 degree zone. So for me, this is like, this is a big change. This is something I'm having to get my head around. I totally believe the science and because I'm hearing more and more about this from different sources, I really believe that this is probably truly an important thing. But some of the um, recommendations, yes, spending time outside in this cooler weather, but also ending your warm shower with a shot of cold water to your body will help stimulate this brown fat production. They say it's just a few minutes that you need to be in the cold water. I will tell you, I tried this recently and I think I lasted 10 seconds. I also was like, oh, it got cold. It's been getting cold here in Kansas. So I decided one day after a workout that I was going to go and sit out on the front porch. It was like 38 degrees outside. I was going to go sit out in a long t-shirt and shorts. Well, that was what I'd worked out in. I'd done yoga. And so I was going to go and sit out on the front porch and sit in the cold. And I was going to do it for 10 minutes and I was just going to tough it out and do it. I like that was the intention. I don't, I don't think I even made it. Maybe I made it to a minute and a half. It was very, very short time. So this is going to be like a real challenge for me to work up to. Um, but that's what the recommendations are. There is definite benefit to having increased brown fat in the human being and how we produce more brown fat is getting outside of these thermoneutral zones. There were studies about getting into the warm component, but there was far less benefit to being in a sauna than there was to taking a cold shower. So there uh, will probably be a lot more information coming out about this over the next five to 10 years, but recognize that that is one thing that you can do to make yourself healthier that doesn't involve, that like provides longevity to your lifespan and it doesn't involve taking crazy supplements. So I am gonna talk about the supplements and the medications that Dr. Sinclair does recommend in his book. Remember, this podcast is like living a naturally healthy life, right? That's my passion. How do we live a naturally healthy life? For me, what that means is not needing medications, like not needing anything that's not produced by the earth. So I'm not necessarily saying that I'm on board for taking these medications. I'm just reporting what was put out in the data and the research for you. And again, I have heard 
these things talked about by more than just Dr. Sinclair, by um, other, there's another uh, researcher, he's a physician, I believe, and his name's Frank Lipman. And I heard a podcast with him and he talks about all of these things, like verbatim, the research that he has done and read, talk about all of these things. So Dr. Sinclair talks about uh, supplements and medications that can improve longevity. Number one, there is a supplement call, called Reservatrol. Uh, one gram a day, you take it in the morning. That is one thing that he recommends taking and that he takes and that there is research behind the longevity improvements to that. Another one that I that he recommends is a um, supplement called nicotinamide mononucleotide. Again, one gram each day. It's also called NMN. Both the Reservatrol and the NMN are thought to turn on these longevity genes to stimulate these longevity genes. So they produce their protein and that protein has an effect in your body that allows you, that cleans up your body. Essentially it, it helps reverse what's happened with aging. I don't know that it reverses it on your skin, but recognize there's a lot of things. Our skin is an outward showing of also what's going on inside where we're seeing signs of aging on the outside of our body, we're likely seeing signs of aging also on the inside of our body. And that's really what these uh, supplements and medications are aimed at reversing. Metformin is another big one. Again, I've heard it in multiple resources um, that talk about it being used as an anti-aging medication. So if you are diabetic, you have likely heard of metformin. You may even have a prescription of it in your medicine cabinet. And in that case, lucky you, because what they talk about is one gram per day will help improve your longevity. I do know of physicians that I know in my community that do use this med despite being completely healthy. They are not diabetic. They do not have polycystic ovarian disease, which is the other disease that we frequently use metformin for. They have no illness. They are healthy, thin people. They have seen the data on longevity associated with metformin use, and that's why they take it. So recognizing, again, metformin, lots of research behind metformin and its effects on longevity, its positive effects on human longevity. So um, vitamins, definitely you aim to get the majority of your vitamins from your diet, but certainly some need to be supplemented. Big ones that need to be supplemented in the human diet, the American diet, vitamin D and vitamin K2. So those are two really important ones, usually found in a multivitamin. Again, it'd be great if you could get all of them from your food sourcing. If that's not possible, or if you're not sure, taking these supplements is pretty safe and can be done. Uh, he also, uh, Dr. Sinclair recommends a statin and that's a prescription drug also. He's been taking it since his early 20s due to a family history of cardiovascular disease. There is a lot of mixed information about taking statin drugs. One, we use, like we use it to lower cholesterol. That's like, like what statins are FDA approved for is that it's going to lower your cholesterol. We are not seeing that the lower cholesterol is actually associated with less heart disease and less strokes. That's not what we're seeing. We do see that the statin is associated with less heart disease. They're starting to realize that the statin has an anti-inflammatory property and that that may be actually what's leading to less heart disease for those patients who are taking statin therapy. 
So recognizing one that may not have anything to do with your cholesterol, taking a statin for your cholesterol um, may not actually fix your cholesterol and it may not be what improves your health. Also recognize there are a lot of side effects with statins. Okay. There are a lot of, um, their muscular, musculoskeletal side effects, um, what we call statin associated myalgias. Um, you get muscle aches and pains. It can increase your liver enzymes. It is a medication and all medications. You know, I had a, a professor in medical school that said all medications are poisons with a therapeutic side effect. And I believe that truly every medication has the potential to have an adverse reaction. So recognizing that statins are no different and statins really have a pretty, um, they have a significant side effect profile with them. So recognizing that. And then lastly, recognizing that statins will lower your cholesterol and that lower cholesterol, especially in men, we're starting to see an association with lower testosterone levels. You need cholesterol to make your testosterone. Many men in their mid forties start to develop high cholesterol and their doctors throw a statin medication on it because that's the first line treatment. Uh, if you look at the medication guidelines, right? Well, then of course they come in, they're fatigued and they have all the symptoms of low T. And a lot of times we're realizing that the statin therapy, we're seeing evidence that the statin therapy might be the cause of the low testosterone. So recognizing, although Dr. Sinclair takes a statin every day, I don't know what dose he takes. I don't know how the rest of it's working for him. Using caution with taking statin therapy is probably wise. He also recommends taking a baby aspirin every day. Again, would I recommend that? Not necessarily. I would not recommend taking an aspirin every day for everybody, but that's certainly what he recommends. And there is certainly evidence out there that taking aspirin each day will help lower your risk for certain diseases. So recognize again, I recommend living a naturally healthy life. That's my recommendation for my clients and what I really promote in this podcast. I truly believe in my soul of souls that the human body is equipped in every way to be naturally healthy if we are not doing things to insult the body, to harm the body, to assault the body, right? So if you're taking good care of yourself, you're exercising, you're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're living the way a normal human being, a human animal should live, you should not need extra protection that aspirin provides you from things like heart disease and stroke because you're not doing things that would cause heart disease and stroke. So recognize like that's the mentality. If you are living a clean, healthy life, you shouldn't need to protect yourself from things that happen that are associated with things that aren't clean and healthy. If you're smoking cigarettes, you probably need to be protected from stroke and heart disease because cigarettes cause stroke and heart disease. If you're eating a diet high in processed foods and ultra processed foods, refined foods, you probably need to have some more of these protective measures and supplements, okay? So weighing those things out and recognizing where do you actually need it and where you don't need it. And then recognizing all of these things that are listed by Dr. Sinclair are supplements. They are supplements to living a healthy, clean life. They are not replacements for living a healthy, clean life. You cannot drink, smoke, not exercise and eat junk food and think that you're going to take Reservatrol and NMN and Metformin and vitamins and statins and aspirins, and you're not going to be at risk of any negative health impact. That is not how it works. These are supplements. They supplement taking good care of yourself. 
So that's really the important thing. Of course, that's the thing that I feel so passionately about. So again, I wanted to touch base. I did listen to a podcast. Um, many of you know, I've, I've mentioned Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast. Um, it's called The Doctor's Pharmacy. He has other physicians and other researchers on his podcast and they have conversations and I just find them fascinating. I listen to his podcast really pretty regularly. He had a, um, a Dr. Frank Lippman on his podcast recently and talked about longevity. Dr. Lippman's research and Dr. Lippman's um, studies have shown very, very similar findings. Eat less animal-based proteins, eat more plant-based diet. He definitely um, clearly states that it is not so much important that you're moving to a vegetarian or a strictly vegan diet, but really that you're not primarily getting your protein from animal-based proteins, limiting that, especially as we get older, benefits our longevity, exercising more. He talks about the um, production of brown fat and getting outside of that thermoneutral zone, exposing yourself to cold. He talks about the importance of eating less and of intermittent fasting. He also really dives into the importance about sleep. And if you've worked with me ever, you know, I am a stickler for getting adequate sleep. If you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know that I am a stickler for getting adequate sleep. If you're not sure, go back and find the podcast where I talk about the importance of adequate sleep, recognizing again, just a little preview of that podcast that the world health organization places shift working on a probable carcinogen list. Shift working, meaning working a shift that is outside of the normal circadian rhythm that will keep you awake in the hours that a normal human being would be sleeping. Shift work will likely cause cancer in the human being per the World Health Organization. That's how important sleep is. And certainly this Dr. Lipman talks about how important sleep is. So he goes into all of that. He also goes into many of these supplements, including the NMN, the Reservatrol, the Metformin. He talks about vitamin D and vitamin K specifically. He talks about all of those things. He talks about some other ones that Dr. Sinclair also talks about. Um, but he's a little more skeptical on those and, and really is waiting to see the research on some of those before he makes any uh, recommendations for those. But I just thought all of this information was really fascinating, especially for those people who really do want to enhance their health using chemistry. I know that's not something that I necessarily want to do for my life, but there's lots of people out there who definitely want to live better through chemistry. and there is a place for that and getting the latest and greatest information about what's real and what's just, you know, a potion or snake oil being sold to you is really important. So that's really what I hope to provide with this podcast, some good information about what the latest research is and then places that you can go and find the latest research. Again, there's a book by this Dr. Frank Lipman, L-I-P-M-A-N. And then this book by Dr. Um, David Sinclair, Lifespan, Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To. Check out that information. See what's out there in this research because it's really, really fascinating and interesting. And definitely there are bits and pieces for everybody to glean into living a naturally healthy life. Information from those books to incorporate into naturally healthy living. So I hope you found it useful. I will be back next week with a special, special a uh, podcast where I'm interviewing one of my clients um, and you can kind of get to hear what it's like to work with me and kind of the 
amazing changes that are possible in your life. So I hope everybody has a great week and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the work with me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.